Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Look for the Light, our Last of Us podcast, where we watch HBO's The Last of Us and dissect every single teeny tiny detail. I'll tell you whether or not we loved it, whether we hated it, whether we need more or less of the things that they've included. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing? I'm joined by the returning Miles Thompson. Hello there. Hello there, bud. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. I'm still catching up on sleep and just busyness in general, but otherwise I'm good, thank you. Lovely stuff, lovely stuff. Um, I heard you're uh, taking on the pod. Uh, excellent work with the, with the quiz and the outro. Thank you kindly. I was very proud of the outro. I'm not going to lie. I proper fist bump myself. <laughs> I have notes, but we'll talk about it another time. It's fine. We will. We will. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, yeah, I would also. Um, I want to say you got a little bit of shit for recommending uh, Wales as your recommendation. And oh yeah, I love Wales. I think Wales is a lovely place. Do you know what? I wasn't. It's not as bad as it's cracked up to be. You know, I thought it was quite nice. Well, it's beautiful. Snowdonia, yeah. freaking Cardiff Bay. It's beautiful. It's got Coming some nice Oh, it's lovely. It's lovely. Was uh, so yeah. I, I, I was right behind you on that one. Thank you, dude. I appreciate that. <laughs> I just feel a bit like, oh, I have touched a sensitive nerve with the Wales <laughs> recommendation. <laughs> How can Sean give shit to Wales when he lives in Stoke? I mean, come on. Maybe that's why he can. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're on know. equal footing. Well, this is far more beautiful than stuff. Okay, I'm just going to put that on record, right? What are you going to do about it? Nothing. Nothing at all. Um, also returning is Kat! Hello! Hello there! Hello there! Welcome. Hello there! I can't do it as well as you guys. <laughs> Hello there! Welcome back to the pod! Thank you so much. It's good to be back. How on earth are you? How has your week been? Yeah, it's been good. I've been in Wales. I don't know what Sean's beef is with Wales. What's his beef or his lamb with Wales? I don't know. Funny joke. Really good reference. I love it. I love Um, that. Thank you. Thank you. Sean, what's your lamb with Wales? Tell me on the slack. How dare you be? How dare you be? I haven't climbed Snowdonia, to be fair. I haven't even got the train to the top. (laughs) You will, one day. Yeah, well, I lived there for four and a half, five years, and... uh... You'd think, you'd think you'd do it, wouldn't you? Because every weekend you're like, no, nah, I'll do it next week. Oh, I'll do it in the summer. I'll do it when it's a bit warmer. Not one day did I haul my ass up that mountain. No. Not one day. But uh, no. yeah, maybe one day. Maybe one day. We'll just keep it going forever and ever until I die. Absolutely. <laughs> and then it'll say on my grave, never did climb Snowdonia. <laughs> Basically lived on it. <laughs> but made the Hogwarts Legacy Accolades trailer. So... I mean, that was the tit. That was a good time. I had a good time in Wales that day. I bet you did. I had bragging rights all over. I I showed someone this morning because someone asked how it was going and if I'd been called a turf yet. And I was like, no, actually, (laughs) I haven't been called a turf. I was very kind. Um, Plus, made the trailer. Thank you, Wales. And I made the trailer. I mean, come on. That's a win-win, isn't it, really? A fucking win-win. Win-win, indeed. And finally, rounding us off is Joshua Thompson. You don't even know what loss is. Oh, bro. Oh, (laughs) God. We're starting early this week. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just thought, you know, let's talk about what we want to talk about. And that's The Last of Us. So I'll come in hot with a cold open. Okay. Considering as uh, I'm not alliterative today by being Josh, jumping Josh. 
Um, so no boing boings, just um, boo hoos, I guess. Yeah, Sean was uh, giving you giving you all nicknames. Yeah, <laughs> some more questionable than others. Oh, Yok- y- Yakuza Yog was top. <laughs> yeah, you mm. know, <laughs> Yakuza. Um, you guys are probably some shit like kicking cat. Fucking probably excellent. jumping, jumping, kicking. We're pretty much all of um, yeah. rapper of the rapper right there. You could have just gone with kick ass cat, and it was it was right there. Oh yeah, that I was mean, insane. considering that there's no way in hell that your dog has ever played a Yakuza game. <laughs> well, I it's did like... say that. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting take. Oh, we're so- sorely missing out on Yogurt Yog. Come on. Yogurt yeah. Yog. Yogurt yeah. Yog. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Well, we need to come up with one for you now, Roscoe. I don't know. Resilient Roscoe. Resilient. Yeah, I don't know where Resilient. I'm <laughs> literally the first like R word apart from rushing. And I, I was like, rushing? That's lame. That is funny because <laughs> I was meant to do that cast on Monday. And uh, the first thing I did when I got home from work was crash out on my sofa and slept all the way through it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, resilient isn't really me, to be honest. <laughs> and the only rushing you did was rushing to bed. I did. I did. Woke up at 2 a.m. thinking, I missed something. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, it was that. Um, but yeah, wanna, I want to bring you back into the world conversation because you said that real was uh, trash. And I heartily agree. That is the worst bit about Wales. Not a, not a, not, not a question there. So oh, this mo- I've never been there. It's all. That, Don't worry that, about it. Is that another Yog Dog Josh faux pas? Oh, um, was that your dog? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. We need, like, a highlight reel for this. I, I need to change my voice up, I think. I just, um, I'll come up with something. It won't be this podcast, but, God, by Monday, yeah, it'll be a different job. Oh, that's my bad. Okay, let's move on to The Last of Us show. <laughs> um, episode six, this is Kin, where we find ourselves in a very shocking new location. Um, well, I don't know how how much to talk about this because there's so much stuff in here that lays the groundwork for part two that I don't know where to start. Josh, help me out. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I think the world building of it is fair game because I don't think that spoils anything because it's now canon in the show. Mm. That Jackson is kind of like how we knew it in the second game. So for context, if people are listening, if you've not played part two, but you're watching the series and you played part one, um, in the game, Jackson is basically just the dam. And they look their uh, headquarters is the dam and it, they're very short on um, people there. They're still fighting off a lot against a lot of people. Uh, and I think they're just getting by at this point. Um, but in the show, it's basically a village now, um, like a, which my favourite part was that um, they're now kind of like communists. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and they are now like a fully functioning village. Uh, what's going on? I argue that is. No, I've not said anything. Sorry, this is going to be weird now because Kat's just said in the chat about the spoilers, but I've not said anything because we don't know who or what or where Jackson is seen again. And I'm now left here talking by myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I wouldn't say it's spoilers because, yeah, Jackson's in it in the second game. So what? Who's there? We don't know. 
Mm. Could be everyone, could be no one. Um, but yeah, that was cool. I think that's a really nice development. I also think that uh, the fact that Jackson's in the state that he is now is that maybe the second season of the TV show is shorter in time than what we think. And mm. I'll leave I'll leave it at that. I'll just say that I think the time, considering where, oh, nah, no, I won't say it. I was going to say about Joel's age in the show and in the games being the same now from part two and such. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, no, actually, we should cut that because because uh, of what happened in the end of this episode. <laughs> oh, God, it's so hard. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, so basically, I will, I'll try circle back. It's a minefield. Jackson is fully developed and it w- wasn't in the game. So that was a nice inclusion. Mm. Yeah, it was. It was. I really love this episode. And there was a lot of moments I was going, what? What? How could they? What? <laughs> but it was, it was a nice inclusion. Um, I loved... That we are there already. I think that's a really nice touch. And I think there's lots of little moments. We'll talk about those little kind of Easter eggy moments. But yeah, there are lots of very, very cool moments in this episode that if you have played part two, you're going to go, oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. You know, so it's an interesting decision, especially for people like us who have to do a spoiler chat without mentioning anything about part two. So this should be fun. Um, Kat, did you want to expand on your point there? No, I can't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it's why did we decide not to do a spoiler version of this podcast? Well, <laughs> I think we we kind of spoil the game a little bit from part one, but some people don't play part two or haven't played part two, and they want to watch this show. I think part one, for the most part, is fair game. Um, up until where the game is, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah. But uh, also, I guess as well, like this is what I mean. Like it's so hard to say we can't spoil anything further than the series because that's what we promised at the beginning. Is that wherever the show starts, we will not spoil further than where the show is. Yeah. Um. That was what we said at the beginning, and I was like, and now I'm thinking that was a silly decision because we can't really have an in-depth talk about the ins and outs of part two and and how that gets set up and and part one and what actually happens in part one until it's up to that because we're treading on thin ice oh, that's another joel line <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you're treading on thin ice <clears throat> was that from uh, this episode yes. as well yep it was it, say it, <laughs> it wasn't he? in the episode it should have been it, yeah, scene, it, it should have been it should have been in that scene mighty, mighty thin it's ice, in the yeah. yeah. When yeah. Troy Baker's voice <laughs> cracks when he says that, cool. Well, what yeah. an actor! <laughs> what an actor! Uh, yeah. So this is this is interesting. I guess um, just maybe I'll just ask you your general feelings of the episode overall, and then we'll try and navigate our way through it somehow. Um, mm-hmm. So, okay. Kat, what did you make of episode five? Six, I really either. liked episode five. I can six. Uh, six. Yeah, I just followed your lead there. Um, yeah. I really liked episode six. I completely agree with you. There's loads and loads and loads of Easter eggs. Um, really nice nuances. Stuff that's different. Stuff that's the same. One thing that I really, really took away from this episode is how fucking fantastic Pedro Pascal is an act as, is as an actor because it oh. takes a lot to evoke so much emotion from a facial expression like to do that is so amazing so two points i'm talking about there 
is when he sees Tommy and Tommy doesn't see him yet, there is something that completely changes in his facial expression where he looks like he's about to burst into tears. And you can see this kind of like, it's a good burst into tears, not a like, I'm going to fucking kill you burst into tears, um, where he is so shocked, relieved, exhausted. Like he evokes like seven emotions and one facial expression. And I think, wow, that's awesome. The second one is that you can guess that he has already fake seen Sarah in the crowd before they show the back of Sarah or fake Sarah, whatever it looks like. Um, and I think that is heartbreaking. I'm so fucking sick of crying at the show because it's supposed to be a show <laughs> about the post apocalypse and <laughs> people are infected. It's not supposed to be a sad show. I'm not supposed to be lining up thinking that I'm watching Grey's Anatomy, but somehow I've cried more in six episodes than I have in six episodes of Grey's Anatomy concurrently. <laughs> oh, 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 mm. What is it doing to me? Uh, but yeah. Um, I did really like the episode. Um, it's yeah, it was. I just, I really like the continuation of the throwback to the game, whether that be certain scenes, whether that be. And I know you've already spoken about this, but like obviously the last episode, um, episode five in regards to the playroom. This episode where the mantelpiece. Um, what else? And just even the script. I really love those those moments that are spe- like especially for the gamers that you know that they're not they're not really obvious either. Like um, what that I'm not her line. I'm not her Joel. You know, watch your mouth. Blah 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 blah. Um, I think that's such a labour of love, and I think you know it, it's not overdone. It's not done in a comedic way. It's not in your face. You know, if you were watching this not knowing the game, you wouldn't know that that was part of the game. And I think those subtleties are what makes the the show so enjoyable um, to catch. It's, like, it's, it's such a catch, kind of like, oh, yeah, that was that. Oh, that's fucking sick how they did that. Um, oh, there's her jacket. There's this. There's that. There's her T-shirt. There's her. There's his T-shirt. There's like, do you know what I mean? It's just like, yes. Um, so, yeah, just continuation of the labour of love that they're putting into it. And I think that's credit to the fact that the people directing it are the people who directed the game. Um, I don't think it would be done in the same nuance if it was someone completely different. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It is those lovely little moments that we recognise from the games that really jump out yep. and go, hey, this is a video game adaptation. Yeah, I remember now. Um, because it can, it kind of, it veers off in so many different directions, especially this episode. Um, I didn't recognize a lot of it really until until you get to Jackson or you get to sit down with Joel and Ellie properly. And I think Bella Ramsey was amazing in this episode as well. Um, I think she is just Ellie now to a point where that I can't differentiate the two. And she was uh, superb in those latest scenes, which we'll probably get into soon. And uh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's uh, well, wow, it's just awesome, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Miles, hello. You haven't, you haven't said anything for like 10 minutes. I'm sorry. Carry on. Hello. No, it's okay. I was just enjoying listening to everyone's perspective. Um, I really enjoyed the episode overall. And one of the things that I've really taken uh, from this episode and the one slightly previously as well is what they're doing with Joel's character. Because this isn't the same Joel as in the game. And I think the series is sort of veering into that now of letting Pedro Pascal make this character a bit his own. And Kat touched on it he's started to to demonstrate how good he is as an actor. And some of those decisions I think are quite bold because I don't think 
everyone who plays the game will necessarily like the more emotionally open Joel that we sort of see a bit of in this episode, which doesn't happen in the game. There are those scenes with Tommy, but it's not in the way that it's portrayed here. So I'm really kind of enjoying the slightly new direction they're taking him. Um, The moment where Joel and Tommy see each other, I don't know why, for some reason, that's been like a real highlight of the whole season. I found that whole like emotional scene really connecting um but the one thing i wasn't as connected with so my favorite scene in the game is the one where ellie tells joel we'll probably get into this more where she's never been more scared and i don't really feel they quite captured it in this episode and i was a bit i enjoyed the scene for what it was but i felt like something was a little bit missing from it and i don't know if that's just a personal thing um but i think overall like the way they're developing the world like josh touched on how they've delivered kind of Jackson and the the kind of emphasis on the wider perspective of what's going on within this kind of universe I think they're really smashing it they're absolutely nailing so many elements of it that even though some things are kind of veering off and going different I'm quite just kind of embracing this as like its own spin on something I know um and yeah I really feel like this episode has done a hell of a lot of groundwork like they've covered a lot of material from the game in the space of one episode um and i kind of wonder if they've maybe gone a little bit too quick with this one but it might be necessity due to it being tv and having a shorter runtime um but yeah i think it's just all praise like i genuinely even the things that i'm not as keen on personally it's just being overshadowed by the quality of the acting and the writing and just the superb phenomenal kind of attention to detail that they've put into this so yeah, I thought this was a really, really strong episode, especially for people if they haven't played the game and for people who have, which is a pretty powerful balance to get right, to be fair. Mm, yeah, well, I agree. Um, all right, let's get into it. What do we make of uh, Joel's kind of uh, trauma, kind of PTSD that he was going through? Um, and his, his kind of opening us to Tommy about his kind of personal failings, because that they, they kind of explore that in the game, but nowhere near as much as they did here. I don't think. I think in the game it's more implied, isn't it? Like you take it from mm. Joel's cues and how he acts and his uh, mannerisms, whereas in the show he's kind of verbalizing or expressing a bit more, which I think you do kind of need in a TV show. Um, and it's partly what I touched on with like they're taking his character in a slightly different direction where he's not just the the inferred character of what he means through his behaviors and his actions, but we're getting told a bit more by him as well. Um, I think it's a different take. I don't necessarily dislike it or like it any more or less. Um, I'm kind of just embracing Pedro Pascal doing his thing and just enjoying that as a different iteration, I think, for me anyway. Yeah, it is a different take for sure. Um, But again, there's so much about this show that is different. I guess it's just another one to add to the part, really. Mm. And it's um it it was really cool. It was really interesting. I found it good. I found it like um because this is a different version of Joel, I think. Um, one that is a bit more open, but only open with very specific people. Um, he would never be that kind of loose. I don't think with Ellie, or even with Tess, perhaps. Um, I think maybe Tommy is the one person that he can open up to, and I think that much that much was kind of somewhat evident in that in in, in that scene, and it was um. Yeah, it was superb. But we are in Jackson, which if you've played the game, um, you can get to see Jackson, a whole lot of it, um, until a very particular game called The Last of Us Part 2, 
And as we are kind of tiptoeing around part two, because we know that that has now been confirmed to be season two of this show, um, it's a very interesting addition, particularly because there are characters that we, that have, have may or may not have been confirmed uh, to be certain people in certain scenes in certain areas of this episode. And it's a little strange to actually get to talk about, but um, I want to get your opinions on it because the internet's talking about it anyway, so what the hell. Oh, um, there's a character in The Last of Us Part 2 called Dina. Dina is a very important part of Part 2. Why? I'm not going to tell you, but she just is. And the internet is a buzz without any confirmation, yes or no, from Neil Druckmann himself. That when Ellie is having her food and there's a girl that looks at Ellie and he has been like, what? What do you want? Stop looking at me, etc. That's not what she says, but I'm paraphrasing. Is that Dina? What do you think, folks? No. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it definitely is. Oh, Sort of semi-confirmed it on Twitter as well. Hmm. He's insinuated that it that it's her that people have caught caught it out that people have noticed. Because all I'm thinking is in part two, Dina says she first met Ellie when she was stuffing her face with food. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. I, I thought it was an interesting choice they didn't put her in the cinema room. But it was interesting because I thought that we'd capture a glimpse of her there, but but we didn't, and I think that's a nice choice. Josh, what makes you think no? Um, Do you think it's like a, a red herring? Possibly. Um, on purpose for this discussion um yeah i feel like we're a few days gone from the episode now and i feel like at this point someone would have sourced the actor on who was potentially playing this character that could be dina couldn't be dina you say that though but david hasn't been confirmed yet either no no we but this big discussion last night no but uh, yeah but i think oh i see what you're saying like people yeah. have been like oh Maybe. it's this person linked to the imdb um, oh, I see. And, I, see, I, see, I, see. I mean, yeah. to not to tiptoe around it, like I think Dina is a very important character. Uh, Maybe she's not been confirmed in the credits though as Dina. Maybe it's just like <laughs> yeah. But I think by look, people would like. There's so many sleuths on the internet. I mean, Reddit found out. Reddit uh, kind of cracked the code before they confirmed that it was all in the uh, flower. Like, I feel like we would have got like a, it's this actor, you know, like even with like, uh, mm. you know, do you know what I mean? Like the, the talk about, yeah, Abby, the, the talk about Abby's character and yeah. uh, Neil Druckmann and such, such and such follow, mm. following this person on Twitter yeah. and then yeah, being like, oh, this could be our Abby. I feel like there'd be a little bit more of that discourse to like, say like, about. oh yeah, it could, yeah. It, there's definitely links between there, but I didn't hear what you just said about on Twitter or Think what Ross said it about the stuff in stuff in Ellie's face, um, which is interesting. That kind of made me think, oh, maybe my answer's wrong. But I guess we're I'm being I don't know. Like it's causing uh, conversation, so we can't can't uh, hate it. Um, but yeah, I just thought I just feel like maybe because I know Bella Ramsey isn't like a huge name, but we have seen her in other things, um, and you know. 
Game of Thrones and such. And I feel like the bigger characters come from other TV shows before we see them. And they're not necessarily no, like, no, nobody, people, no, people nobody have really heard of as of yet, not as established. Um, that's my only reasoning in, in terms of like Hollywood sense. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I love that um, at the end of the episode, the top trend in America was was that Dina. <laughs> <you> Dina! Yeah, <laughs> was that Dina. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, we don't have any kind of real confirmation, but it, it is fun to speculate. Um, mm. I love that that room um, was, of course, the the room, you know, the uh, the hall. <laughs> the, <laughs> the room, room was the room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, the we room. That people yeah. know. All, yeah, all it's room. missing yeah. is all it's missing is Tommy Wiseau. Um, yeah, I did not hear. Yeah, <laughs> I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Um, I did also see on Twitter about how the actor Gabriel Luna, who plays Tommy, is already on board before even taking this role about where that character goes. And that made me think, oh, God, <laughs> I'm not ready to see this version of Tommy go through everything. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just, honestly, it just made me, like, flash forward to everything that I, I remember mm. about the story and thinking, oh, fuck, like, even Tommy has a hard ride in this. <laughs> so. We well, yeah. mean, he doesn't. He He loves life every day. He plays with unicorns and rainbows, just like the whole show does. <laughs> he gets a nice dog and he settles down happily for the rest of it. <laughs> and there are rainbows every day in Jacksonville, and the rainbows <laughs> rain money. <laughs> well, um, uh, Dean, sorry, go on. Oh no, no, no! Go, go, you were going to continue, at Dina. I just thought we skimmed past a really good point that you made, Ross. So I was just going to give you credit and expand on it, but go on. Oh, please do. No, that will film where you I, go. I was going to say, like, we very much skimmed over the, the PTSD thing because sometimes I, I think what you're saying is really, really um, important because what Miles was saying about that, of like they're showing a different side to Joel than they really are portraying in the games. The game kind of patrols him, patrols him, portrays him as this very hardened shell. And whilst he is that in the show, we are certainly seeing a side where he's a lot more worn um in in the show and i think that's a very very interesting take i think i agree with miles i don't think everyone's gonna love that because a lot of people are gonna be like joel the hard man why is he fucking crying uh because he's a man and man have men have feelings too guys okay just just grow up um but um <laughs> men cry too man um which is a great um uh, mental health organization for men anyway it doesn't matter what i was trying to say was uh films and tv sometimes do the ptsd thing really fucking stereotypical and really really poorly um they like over hyperbole or hyperbole symptoms or they you know really exaggerate symptoms or they really kind of like show it in really fringy camp camera angles and camera blurs and camera motions and it's it, it gets a bit like why did you do that um, I think they did it really, really well. I think they they portrayed it's opening up his character, isn't it? You know, he it only really starts with the idea that Tommy might be dead, and that's when it starts with the idea that the people have said, if your brother is over that river, he's already dead, and that's when we see the first sign of him really questioning you know, the the magnitude of his emotion, the magnitude of what it means to him to be able to go and find Tommy 
for the reasons that he's finding Tommy, but the idea that he might be dead, he almost hadn't considered or refused to consider. It was always, I need to go and get Tommy. I need to find Tommy. I need to, you know, Tommy needs to be here. I need to go and help Tommy. You know, there was never a, but I might find Tommy dead until that moment. And that's when we see him crack. And I think that lets in so much more eventual character building. We've already seen that character building with Ellie as well, right at the end when he is teaching her shooting um, after saying like, no, I don't think you can handle it. Like blah, 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 blah. You know, it's laughing with Rose, joking with Rose, telling us stories about the wild, which he never used to do. He used to say, don't talk to me. You know, we're not going to talk on this walking trip. You're your cargo. You know, we can see that relationship forming. So I do think it's a very good decision that they've done that. And I'm glad that they did it in the way that they did it. And they didn't do the hyperventilate. I have PTSD thing because I think it can minimize, not minimize, what am I trying to say? I think it can Hollywood eyes a real condition and that is not okay. Very well said. Thank you. Very well said. <laughs> I might be putting my foot in my mouth. Fuck off, Josh. What are you saying? (laughs) (laughs) There was a certain discourse in the gamersphere over The Last of Us as as both games on uh, decisions made and people being like, no, they would never do that. They, they would never oh, do that. They're so, I know what you're referring to. They're so badass. They would never do that. Um, and I think this is more of like, a, actually, no. If this character is kind of like this already, yeah. the decisions made aren't as yeah. flashy and it makes sense. And I think it mm-hmm. is a much more mature way of expressing Yeah, how, I totally agree. Because if, if this was what we had in part one, we wouldn't have had this discourse. We would have been like, we just would have been gutted, <laughs> essentially. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. So I think, yes, I, I, I'm not arguing with you, Kat, before you okay, I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, I think you're completely wrong. And I think they no. hope something else. Like, no, what? <laughs> you were so ready. You were so ready to throw hands. I'm no, so I'm... ready to be like, why are you going to disagree with me, bro? Like, why are you no. going to say to me now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I'm just making, I just thought that it's quite a, uh, it, but for yes. people that have played both part one, part two, I think if you know, you know. Um, I think as well, it, it links to your comment earlier about what you said about um, the 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 spacing and timing of the episodes and where mm-hmm. it might be in part two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think it's just going to be like a more succinct experience now. It's not going to feel like... Um, yes. Which is yeah, a shame yeah, yeah. in ways because it almost kind of lets the people that hated it win because it's like, see, I told you you were wrong. You should have done it this way in the first place. But um, I don't know. It, I, I liked, yeah. I liked part two regardless of, you know, of, of uh, what everyone said about it. And, uh... I will say actually, to be <laughs> I know part two as well. Thank you. Thank you, Ross. <laughs> um, I will actually say as someone who wasn't as keen on part two, for various reasons i actually really agree with your point that what they are doing Mm. in this series makes it or make it a lot smoother and a lot more narratively sensical it's not quite the right word but it fits much better and i think that they're doing this groundwork to kind of lay that platform of smoothing over some of those things because 
it, for me, it actually feels like it's a it's a decent recognition of fair enough. We've kind of heard some of those things. Maybe there is a point within some of that, despite all the shitty discourse about it. And we actually have the opportunity to maybe smooth and address some of those. And I actually mm-hmm. thought to myself when they did that moment that you're talking about, I was like, huh, that's a nice way of dealing with that problem mm-hmm. where you've kind of acknowledged it, but you're also now setting it up that you can still stick to what your original story was. Mm-hmm. And I actually appreciate that. I just realised, Josh, you are talking about, we were talking about different moments, but the same point, um, which I find really interesting because now I know what, what bit you're talking about. So mm-hmm. silly because we can't say anything. But I was talking about a different point a bit earlier where um, I know that other people have had the same conversation about that point. Yeah. I mean, what this episode has done, what this episode has done overall is really really like it's done the the biggest legwork i think any other episode has yes. done for yeah uh, keeping it future proof and setting up a lot of, of the world and i appreciate it for that for the most part yeah god i could not have gone for another episode of like dread or misery or sadness <laughs> throughout the whole oh episode it, at least there was at least some nice moments to cry at at least when I nearly to... cried it was like a happy term <laughs> yeah. it was yeah. the way he said it it was like Tommy like it was yeah. the way he said it, it was oh, that was like, so good oh. that was so good yeah. like it was like complete disbelief yeah I was like and it's just the the pause before he shouts it yeah. It's like you are in his heart. You are you are embodying every single emotion that he is experiencing. And honestly, my eye welled up, and I was like, "Well, at least I'm not sobbing over fucking Frank anymore." <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. The next episode will be uh, back to regular running. I reckon. <laughs> regular oh, yeah. Grey's Anatomy. Oh, shite. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. But I think we'll be returning to usual form. <laughs> what's really interesting is that I'm the I've, I haven't seen it. Like I don't know what's next now because of the prediction of it's going to follow the. DLC. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, and the title like is the left game. behind for episode seven. So. Yeah. Oh, so there you go then. And I haven't played that DLC, so I can't fucking wait. Or maybe I can because. Oh, it's great. It's really Either fun. Way. It's it's just sunshine and rainbows oh, for the whole just, episode. It's such a great time. It's such a great time. What's really, really cool nice... is that you're going to be able to tell me what actually happens and if there's been any changes, and I can decide which one I would have liked more. I think it's so short the DLC that it could be. The episode verbatim, more or less. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're going to change that much of it, to be honest, because yeah. a lot of the DLC is like a highlight reel, and then I mm. think like they can do that as the the show for this uh, the episode. Yeah, I'm excited. It was a really interesting turn when they made it really happy and jolly all the way through. Um, <laughs> left- <laughs> I know what they are. I was like, damn, Chuckman. <laughs> Didn't know you had this positivity in you, dude. God, oh, God he was so happy the, the entire time. It's great. Um, definitely not absolutely devastating and heartbreaking in any way, shape, or form whatsoever. So, yeah, not. it's going to be fine. <laughs> um, this episode, we got our first. We met, we met Shimmer. We met Shimmer. That was Shimmer. 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 I went Shimmer. Yeah, I was very happy about that. Can I just say, where the fuck is the dog that's in Jackson in the game? Well, it's probably not been born yet. No, it's in it's in part one. Oh, he's a, he's it. an old dog in part two, and a nice, a cute little old dog next to um. Act, I think the person uh, playing guitar yeah, is the is Gustavo. The dog survives. <laughs> 
Well, it's not the last of dogs, is it? They're not going to kill dogs. They'll kill as many humans as it takes, but no dogs. Yeah, the dogs are safe. <laughs> Try telling the them I am legend, but. <laughs> oh, oh you just had to go there. Oh, you just had to bring that, that up. God damn. Fun fact, I have seen the entire series, but I have not watched the first 20 minutes of John Wick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I knew what was happening, so I skipped it, and I just wait. I just got to the John Wick killing people bit. Oh, the <laughs> thing is, you kind of have to watch it so that you can be fully into like you're fully John. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I get it. Fuck I get these it. people. <laughs> I know what happens. So I'm like, fuck them. I'm, I'm, I'm all on board, but I don't need to see it happen. You know, <laughs> it's fine. Um, right, let's get to that. Um, let's get to that scene between John and Ellie in the bedroom. Um, this is a major iconic moment from the video game which they recreated almost verbatim almost word for word um with an amazing performance from bella ramsey i thought um josh what did you make of this recreation uh it just hits as hard doesn't it uh, yeah. really um no notes no notes to pedro and <laughs> bella Can I attend? No notes. <laughs> yeah um i just do you know what I, I I'm with my partner watching these episodes, and um, I just I just say to Steph every time I'm just like, oh yeah, this is going to happen in this episode. I'm not going to tell her what it is. I'm just like, there's something that's going to happen in this episode. It's going to make us sad again. And then like, what do you mean? I was like, oh, you just, just wait. I can you can kind of uh, see what the layout is throughout the season with these episodes at, at a certain point. And I just I was just like I was not. Looking forward to the end of episode five because that was probably that's probably my saddest moment. I think I said to Miles last night that uh, the moment in episode five is probably the the bit that hits me the most. But this is like a close second to me now. This on my initial playthrough was the hardest scene to like watch. I think it was the first time where I fully felt the emotion of the characters, and in the show they just nailed it, didn't they? Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, it's it's always I was sort of waiting for that line from Ellie. It was like, is this all they had to worry about? <laughs> Boys and designing which top goes to which bottom. You know, it was like, yes, there it is, and it just played out so perfectly. I thought it was wonderful. Um, I'd say that was kind of like the iconic moment from the game that I remember always. Um, aside from one that is to come. Um, that is a. It's a pivotal moment that again they, they chose very well to recreate, and they got it. Yeah, I think they got it spot on. To be honest, it's the it's the relationship between Joel and Ellie, isn't it? That then becomes mm. a solidified relationship. Uh, like I know in episode three, the mission kind of came to Joel's head then, um, but this was when this is like the moment where Joel and Ellie are inseparable people, or I think for Joel's eyes, someone that he can't let go, ever now. Yeah. Um, I think this is the the first time out loud where two characters admit that they actually care for each other. You know, for all the episodes, there is a there's an agenda between both of them, is that Ellie's going to where she's got to go, she's got really nothing to lose by doing that, um, and Joel is just there to get her there because that's what he promised to us. He couldn't give a shit, really. Um, and then all of a sudden, 
he has he he gives lots it was not all of a sudden but gradually you know it, it is about giving a shit and he has that big scene about failure um and that's the scene where he really tussles and turns and it's so wonderfully written it was wonderfully written in the game it's wonderfully written here the idea of like i love you and then it's like i don't love you and it's like, fine, fine i was fucking joking fuck you bye like and then realizing that like oh shit we really we really care for each other it's the first time that they both admit to one another and even though joel doesn't with his words he you can tell that that egg is cracking yeah. um he he does that shortly after where he's like you know this is you know all he does and that's really sad that kind of monologue where all he does is fail he fails in his sleep he fails when he wakes up and it's that realization of ellie could be the one thing that he doesn't fail at um and he and also i guess that conjoins with the line of just because your life froze doesn't mean my mine has to too um mm. and realizing that like the world doesn't you can still build relationships like his world isn't over his life isn't over conjoined with ellie saying i'm not her you know um all of those things crescendo into that moment uh for joel and yeah it's it's the first time you see it in six episodes that they have now finally admitted they give a shit about each other and it's that jokingly you have a choice okay bye like and it's that kind of like i don't want to talk about it but i kind of love you okay bye like don't laugh mm. about it we're not going to talk about it we're not gonna you know don't look at me but i choose you um and it's it's not because i like you the most i hate you really like it's that jovial but really heartfelt endearing i don't want to keep admitting i'm not going to say it over and over again to you but you you must have to know that i can't do this about you is that what you said to Mars? And he's kind of saying back, no, I didn't say that to Mars. I say it to Pikachu every day. Okay. <laughs> Pikachu is the one. I uh, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh. Pikachu and Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair. Fair. Yeah, it's it, it, it's a uh, extraordinary moment, particularly, um, you know, Bella's performance is very similar to Ashley Johnson's in this moment. It, um, it felt like a... You know, for, for for I guess someone who hadn't, you know, they we made it. They they made it very clear that they haven't watched the game or seen the seen the series. Um, I'm deciding if there are bits now where they've where they quickly show them, or is it just Neil Druckmann saying, "I would like you at this moment to push him," because of Ellie does push Joel when when she's saying that yeah, when she's saying that wondering. that actual line. And I always wonder, even though Ellie and um Ellie Bella and uh, Pedro had said, you know, I I don't watch I've watched the game, you know, they were very clear on me when I first started filming that I wasn't to watch any walkthroughs or playthroughs or anything like that because they wanted me to make my own character. I wonder if now they're at like, you know, at that point they're gonna be like 30 to 50 hours into filming um those scenes maybe even more they you know you, they do like 40 hour days on on shows to film just like half an hour's worth of an episode so i wonder if there's like uh this is a really really important scene in the game i would like to do it like the game um i would still obviously want you to put your touch on it as your character as you've portrayed ellie but in this you know just watch it just watch it and take it from you like as like an inspiration you know like when you're it's like a fucking Gordon Ramsay show, isn't it? Here's my spaghetti and it is. Please make it. But, you know, put your own spill on it. Mm. I wonder if that's happening or is it Druckmann just being very detailed and saying, when you say that, I want you to push him. Uh, you know, when you say this, I want you to 
you know say it in this way is it great directing and very very meticulous directing or is it a quick 30 seconds of this is how that played out in the game I really want this to be important I really want this to be the love letter to the fans bit um watch it do it do it your own way yeah it's but keep it the push it's mm. it's it's one of the suits got me because it can't be yeah. that oh she shows the exact same way Ashley Johnson did it that's interesting um, yeah, it probably would have been Drutman going, right, this is a recreation scene as a few yeah. them, you know, beforehand. So, yeah. And not really showing them anything else, allowing them to or kind of telling them, I don't want you to watch any playthroughs or walkthroughs, but there might be certain scenes where you'll watch about 17 seconds of the scene being, like, the mo-cap scenes. Um, yeah. Of the really important ones that we want to recreate in the in the show. Yeah, and Joel. No, because um, even in the car, there was Joel in the car in the in the fourth episode, fifth episode. That's almost when he's walking, when he's running, when he's uh, Kansas City, when he's when he's just entering the city. That's really um, and Ellie's asleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also when he's like about to, um, when they're like, "Are we going to go and help him?" And Joel's like, "No." That's almost verbatim. So I wonder, does he quickly show him and then go right, go do it, or is it like? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? We we'll just have to get someone the old drummer on the pod. This. Maybe I'm gonna, yeah, because someone please ask him this. Maybe, maybe we just need to listen to the Troy Baker pod. <laughs> maybe he asks him. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I can stomach it, but I'll give it a go. Oh, really? Did you try? I watched episode. I listened to episode one. And it might be better now, but episode I what I got about twenty minutes into episode one, and it's just a, it's just, it's just a, it's just a loving. You know what I mean? It's There's nothing. Jo- it's Jockman on every episode. I don't think he is, is it? Not every single one, though. But it's um... Um, it's Troy Baker. Just they're all just they all just love each other, and they're all telling each other how brilliant oh, they are. And it's like gay. it's like uh... stop it, stop it. <laughs> just like you know, there there are some nice insights from about the show in there, obviously. But it was like, uh, no, it I can't, like, I cannot handle this. That's I need, uh, I need, and and I need some like careful criticism from the actual makers. But no, it's all, it's all Troy Baker just basically blowing Neil Druckmann for forty-five minutes, and I just couldn't take it in a very Keely Kojima kind of way. And yeah, man, <laughs> didn't, didn't need that in my life. Didn't need that in my life. Um, all right then. So where are we? Is there anything else from this episode that you wanted to get into before we depart? I mean, we've kind of like completely glossed over the end. Like, we've I was not... just about to say, are we going to talk about the cliffhanger? Um, no, I think. <laughs> no, yeah. Everybody has rainbows, and this is where they go into the rainbow yeah. land. Everything was fine. <laughs> Joel and Ellie left Jackson, and it was happily ever after. Okay, <laughs> the end. I, I, I do think it was quite a rushed part of the episode. I, um, I think I paused it because I wanted to check on dinner. And I was like, there's eight minutes left. I Check can't on Dina. Believe- yeah. Uh. <laughs> there's eight minutes left. And they're at the they're at the high school or the university right now. They cannot do this in eight minutes. And they did. And yeah. Uh wasn't wasn't particularly hot on it, but I guess it Yeah. I thought it was betrayed better in the game. And I think that's the first time I've said that so far. 
Yeah. So I think there's like normally there's like a little I would have liked like a little music montage of her like we're allowed to say what happens in the game as long as we don't spoil it, right? We need a montage. <laughs> like I'd like I'd I would like the montage of her doing a little more than just fucking sitting there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I agree. over him. I'd have liked some dragon across the snow, maybe. Maybe I don't know. Pull out your own coat. You know, you hated your fucking purple coat so much. <laughs> you just shoved his <laughs> dead limp hand, hand on it. You know? I felt like I felt like you know, Ellie is Ellie isn't that useless. No, yeah. Ellie like, is resourceful. Ellie crying for a really long time, girl. He bleed now, like girl. You saw how much the blood was rushing. Like, why you, like cry in a minute? <laughs> just yeah. cry in a know. minute. <laughs> yeah, just cry later. Can I interject yeah. here? Because I think this episode shows where as a series the game can do so much more because you can do combat you do combat in these sections you're building into it like exploring universities much more it's almost got like not like a horror theme to it but it's quite creepy and there's enemies around and you've got to like stealth your way through you have that horrible bit in the underground part as you're kind of sneaking around to open doors for alien stuff and i think what this episode struggles with compared to the game is that you don't get any of that extra time they kind of just skipped out all the combat and stealthiness and creepiness of it um to just get through what the narrative's trying to do and the uh, like where it finishes in the game it, although it ends at the same point you can kind of understand ellie's lack of uh thinking and like how to deal with this because in the game joel literally falls out of a building onto a giant pole like the scene of that she has to carry and they're being shot at. It's really chaotic. They just have to get away. I think the series is more grounded and realistic in that there's only four people attacking them. But you kind of lose a bit of that like intensity that you have in the game at this stage. Um, and I think that's just been a bit of a problem of trying to convert something that's like hours worth of time in a video game into an hour's worth of time in a TV series for the sake of keeping the narrative moving. Um, so yeah, Do you think I they changed think... the pace though because of what happened in the last episode with Kathleen and that fight. Do you think that if they did that all over again with the intensity, people might be like, "I'm a bit sick of there being so much intensity at once every episode." Do you reckon that was the decision? It might have been a factor to be fair, because I guess when they plot out the episodes, they've got to think of giving the audience the time to settle down and then build up again and build tension. But I do also think if you try to translate, like if you go back and play the game, those couple of chapters that we saw in this episode, if you try to translate the combat sequences into the series, it's going to take way too long. You just can't do it. Like timing wise, you just can't factor all of that in. And I think mm. for me, you guys were also talking about like the Joel and Ellie scene like that scene for me in the game is like it breaks me every time and it's very rare that games do that so successfully but i didn't feel that in the series i think part of the reason is that i'm not in joel's shoes this time and i don't have to so for example like the dam gets attacked while you're there with tommy and then ellie obviously disappears you know during the attack as well um after she's been told what's going to happen and you lose that intensity of having to fight to get through saving the dam and then having to fight to get to Ellie and then going through those kind of painstaking conversations after that. I just think it's like a, it's just a natural problem of trying to take something where you have hours worth of time where you can involve combat and other mechanics and everything else to immerse the player into the role versus the series where you've just got to keep things moving and keep the audience interested in the story. Um, and I think, like you said, they might have factored in, we've just done a lot of combat. We can't do a whole load of action scenes again. 
um without risking like burning out the audience on it or losing like the fear factor of what it involves um so yeah i think that was just one of the problems that came up with this episode and i don't think it's the writing or the direction i think it's just a natural issue they're having to overcome with balancing what's in the game and how much there is to get into a tv series yeah i think that's a fair point um it just it just didn't hit as hard for me um but i guess it's not going to every single time you know um it's not gonna have those massive impacts obviously because you are playing as joe in those moments like you said and i thought the the injury in the game was i really thought joe wasn't gonna make it because <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's fucking brutal you know it's it's not a it's not a cut or a graze you know yeah um, but it's um it's regardless it's it's great and um yeah, I think Ellie could have been a little bit more. Ellie knows what she's doing, and so it's uh, it was a bit strange to see yeah, her. It's a weird decision to make anything. her so proactive in a lot of bits, and then suddenly she's not proactive, and you're like, what? But I guess yeah. that does denote that she is proactive in preventing it, but when it's already happened, she kind of falls apart a little bit, and I guess that does mix with what they've just talked about the day before. So, the DLC also equally, does so... slightly address that. But it does, it say. does, yeah, <laughs> like I said, it does, it sets up you know, Joel's lack of appearance in the next episode. And um, yeah. Ellie's resourcefulness has shown off a bit more in the DLC, like, because yeah. in the game it abruptly happens and then you skip forward where the DLC fills in, like, Ellie is a bit more resourceful than she initially looks like she is. Yeah, so this gives her a sort of reason and pause to actually, you know, get off her ass and actually do something herself. And uh, it's a... Well, I'm not going to say anything because I've already spoiled half the fucking series tonight, <laughs> um, which I've cut out. Uh, but <laughs> just prepare for the next episode, is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right then. Um, well, that um, I guess brings us on to episode six. Episode seven is called "Left Behind," and if you know, you know this is going to be an absolute belter. One would imagine, and uh, I cannot wait. To uh, kind of wait to see it. We're at the tail end now, guys. We're nearly at the very end. Um, guess very quickly. Um, now we're at episode six, maybe episode seven. Um, has the series lived up to your expectations thus far? Um, Miles? Uh, it's exceeded my expectations by about four times because my bar wasn't exceptionally high, given that adaptions like this don't normally work. But I think this has blown it away on, for the most part. Awesome. Cat. Yeah, I couldn't say it better than Mars. Uh, Josh, you want to say it better than Mars? Better than Mars. Five times, six times, seven times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, there's something special about this show, isn't there? I think um, that you can get out of differently than the game. So, congr- I mean, that's the best, the highest compliment, is that you can be just as good or better than the game. Yeah, I completely agree. It's been... Uh... It's been phenomenal, and well, for it, yeah, I can't wait to see how it all ends. And man, I'm just so so gosh darn excited! But um, yeah, if you're listening, yeah, thank you very much indeed for listening. Um, it's been an absolute uh, treat to talk about the last of us once again, and we'll be back next week to talk Left Behind. Um, there's going to be a lot to talk about, one would imagine, and um, I can't wait. But until then, it is goodbye from Miles Thompson. Farewell. It is goodbye from Cat. Bye bye. It is goodbye from Josh Thompson. Goodbye, everyone. 
That's about from me. I've been Roscoe. We'll be back with our mainline video game podcast on Tuesday morning. But until then, remember when you're lost in the darkness, just turn on a light for God's sake. Don't let the fuck. Bye.